Time for the rural news with Monique Steele. Uh, kia ora. And there's uh, serious issues emerging for the forestry harvesting businesses. Tēnā koe, Charlotte. Yes, indeed. The lowest log prices in two decades and cancelled orders are forcing many of New Zealand's forestry contractors out of business. The Forestry Industry Contractors Association says in recent weeks two large Gisborne-based contractors have shut up shop after nearly 20 years in business. Spokesperson Ross Davis says costs have increased over the past three years, while the number of logs harvested continues to bounce around each month, playing with profit margins. Mr Davis says Cyclone Gabriel has exacerbated these issues. He says a recent survey shows contractors are coping with production levels, which are 20% lower than normal, but that's unsustainable. Only about 25% are saying that they will be there in 12 months if they kept held for these production targets because you've got to understand the profit margin in these jobs is normally allowed at about 5% when you reduce their production by say 20% they're not making any money or any covering costs. Some of them have only a one-year contract, some have no contracts. The contract itself is part of the problem with the model we're running at the moment, very one-sided. When the market's up everyone's happy but when the market crashes principals have the right just to cut production or or even lay people off, that we need to look as an industry, and that includes the government, as at the whole model. What would be an ideal model? We need to look at the way we market our wood, and it needs to be have some sort of um, continuity to it, rather than chasing these highs and lows. Ross Davis says some companies have fixed prices for fixed times and those contractors fare better, so the model should be more widely adopted. Frustration is growing in isolated Hawke's Bay communities wanting more direction from the government on the cyclone recovery. Farmers and growers have been able to access government funding of $172 million to pay for silt removal. But Rural Woman National Chair Sandra Matthews of Tairawhiti told Nine to Noon many are waiting for the next stage of funding or guidance. I think there's a lot of frustration and anger out there, especially with um, primary producers. The thing that's actually frustrating is that there hasn't been an announcement on support in other areas uh, for the the region. There's been reports done and provided to the government um, about the losses in our region, you know, between 415 and 475 million up to the financial year of 2026. But there's been no um, government response to that as yet. So there has been information given to the government, but we just they're, they're just not getting back to us and making decisions. Sandra Matthews says there's a real cash flow issue for growers in the country's fruit bowl, devastated by the cyclone. Meanwhile, Hawke's Bay Regional Councillor Di Roadley says many locals are still isolated and roading infrastructure remains the biggest challenge ahead. There is a time factor and money doesn't solve everything. Um, There are not the contractors around to come and open our tracks. There are not the supply of of goods that we need. Um, So that's a a big issue for us. Um, But by the same token, that that money, and we applaud the government for uh, that money that's been um, released, $100 million into infrastructure, sounds like a lot of money until you spread it across the vast tracks. The uh, infrastructure required just for flood protection and wire all, we're looking at 60 to 70 million, and that's just for wire on, that's just flood protection. We're not talking roads, bridges, you know, the, the money required is colossal and the, the number of people to pay for it is small. 
That's Di Roadley. A lighter flow of lambs coming through the meatworks has resulted in companies lifting their prices. AgriHQ senior analyst Mel Crowe says processes haven't hit any roadblocks despite some shorter killing weeks throughout April. She says they're now looking for more supply. Processes have fallen a bit short now and some companies have been quietly adding a bit more to their schedules just to entice more lambs out. Others have also reduced their shifts just until supply picks up. One reason adding to the problem is basically the strong store market. Lambs have been making solid returns in the store pens and in some cases are doing better than in the slaughter markets and that's been particularly evident on lambs that are just on the brink of killable weights. The lighter end of those prime lambs through the sale yards are achieving $80 to $105 whereas they could be getting $5 to $10 more as store. That's Mal Crowed. Nominations for this year's Cobber Dog Challenge are now open, with organisers keen to have New Zealand dogs involved. Run across the ditch, this is the third year New Zealand dogs have been able to enter the Trans-Tasman competition. Organisers will pick 12 dogs, which will then be fitted with a GPS tracker that records their distance travelled on farm and their speed for three months. Competition spokesperson Kelly Savage says they want a good range of dogs from different landscapes to take part. We know that there's such a friendly rivalry and we just love seeing the work of the heading dogs and the other sorts of dogs that a lot of New Zealand farmers use on their day-to-day work. And it's also lovely to see the different sorts of terrain that the Kiwi dogs are working in. There's a particular video that sticks out to me from last year of one of the Kiwi dogs who was trying to get himself through waist-deep snow to get to the sheep. So it's wonderful to see just how hard the Kiwi dogs work and how different the terrain is compared to what we're used to in Australia. Through June 25th to enter their dog, and the final dozen will be announced in July. And that's the rural news. Koyara te purongo o te taifenua.